Have you ever wondered what heaven is like? Do you ever wish you could meet a real life saint? Ever imagined what it takes to be a saint? You are not alone. Really, heaven is not a prison and the saints are not secluded. Join us on the discovery of a lifetime as we probe the mystery of the communion of saints. Find that the promise of heaven begins now and companionship with the saints begins today. No longer strangers, bonding with the saints in heaven and on earth. Welcome to No Longer Strangers. This is your host, Father Taylor. Before I get too far, let's open up with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father, we thank you and praise you for the blessings you give to us and the saints that encourage us, support us, and intercede for us. Lord, we ask that we may continue our journey in this life no longer strangers, but surrounded and accompanied by our friends, the saints. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today the church is universally celebrating the Feast of St. Blaise. And this is really, in my opinion, one of the most interesting saint celebrations of the church's liturgical year. Um, reason why, first of all, you know, as, as a general principle and as a good principle, saints are people who we look at their life, we look at things they've done, their example, and that becomes the catalyst, that becomes the basis for our devotion to them. You know, we, we've read about their life, they're inspiring, they've done powerful things, they've imitated the Lord, you know, and all those things, and we've talked about that, and you know, they're, they're presence in heaven, there's a connection with that, they've already lived heaven on earth, there's that kind of union. But today, St. Blaise is kind of a very interesting one, because first of all, he's a saint we don't know that much precisely about his life. We know he, he was a saint around the 300s in Armenia, he was a bishop. Um, different le- legends kind of surround him about having um, having lived in a cave. Some ha- about him, you know, going off and being a hermit. Um, but ultimately, that he, at some point he was captured and imprisoned. And the day after Candlemas, uh, the presentation of the Lord, that this woman had a child who had a fishbone stuck in his throat, and. People, or, or she brought that child to St. Blaise, and he took two candles, placed on the child's neck, and the fishbone, you know, dislodged. Um, you know, that's kind of a very generally accepted tradition, but a lot of the precision of stuff is, is very, you know, not well known. And I mean, again, so we can we can kind of talk about those things, but what's, what's in my opinion, most fascinating, is, is really awesome, is that St. Blaise really shows us that saints are so different than every other, you know, biographical, you know, narrative, every other sort of like memorial, because what what is most known, what is most attentive, what is most focused on with his devotion is his intercession. I mean, I would definitely say 99% of the devotion of St. Blaise comes from his intercession. Um, you know, today on, on February 3rd, throughout the whole Catholic world, there are priests giving the blessing of St. Blaise. Um, 
I would say most churches in the United States this weekend are going to be giving the blessing of St. Blaise with the candles in places like Armenia and other places. This is a huge feast day. Um, there's no work done on this day. I mean, he's really honored quite, quite proliferately, and his intercession is is begged, and it's been been that way for over a thousand years. And I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. That's a really, you know, when when the entire church is doing that for so long, I mean, there's power in that. But again, there's this beauty that we see and that we've talked about is that, you know, the saints' companionship, the communion with the saints is not just by their example, but their intercession is, is a huge foundation because that's what we say, like their life in heaven is 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 more more powerful than what it was on earth. You know, what was on earth was important, but they've received so much more of an abundance in heaven. They have been given so much more of an activity than they have such so more so much more of a presence in the church now in heaven. And we really see that in St. Blaise, who is just living in the church through this intercession. And um you know, he's not the only saint that that is kind of in this category. You know, and I'm going to talk about some of those at another point, like Philomena. I mean, she's another saint that everything we know of her life just came through private revelation. Dymphna, everything we know about her life has come just through sort of some oral tradition. But these saints, their intercessions, I mean, have been so, so much more powerful. And that's that's that the kicker. You know, the saints, the saints anchor is in heaven and their intercession is that way that they still are united with us so i'm gonna in a little bit turn things over and i'm gonna actually share a a testimony that's that a friend of mine gave about saint blaze um we recorded this in a in a a restaurant so it's kind of choppy and noisy and stuff but um i think it kind of adds character to it but um, just a beautiful story. It was it's a friend of mine who um, you know, just give a give a little little heads up. She had had a very she had had a she was pregnant when, whenever I'd met them, and she had a had a miscarriage. Um, very painful physically, very painfully emotionally. Um, a lot of hemorrhaging, a lot of side effects, and um, just a beautiful story of how on Saint Blaise's feast day, whenever she received the blessing, there were some great things that happened. So I'm just going to turn it over to that and hope you enjoy. Well, I want to welcome to the show a very dear friend of mine, Teresa Strangquist. We are currently in a Vietnamese restaurant, having finished some nice warm food on a cold day. So Teresa, thank you for coming out, bearing the weather to be here with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, like I said, so we're currently getting ready for Candlemas for St. Blaise. So the church is preparing to receive the St. Blaise blessing. And it's one of the coolest blessings of the year because it's, you know, two candles, put it on your throat, blessing, and that prayer that through the intercession of St. Blaise, Bishop and Martyr, May God deliver you from every disease of the throat and every other ailment. And people you know, go up and receive it on Friday for his feast day, on Sunday, on the weekend. It's just one of those things. 
but I think people just do it because, well, it's just offered, so I just do it. But I don't know anything more about it. I don't know who the St. Blaze guy is. I don't even know if he's whatever. Um, but as you know, I've shared before, the Saints are companions. Saints are, f- are friends to us, and their intercession is an incredibly powerful way that they draw near to us, that they show communion with us, that when we ask for their intercession, when we invite that into our life, we are inviting them to be part of our life, to bring some of the goodness that God has showered on them into our life. So Teresa has very generously been willing to share a personal story of how she has seen that reality in her life, how St. Blaise has kind of, well, basically broken the fourth wall and become more than just a tradition or a little ceremony, but into a very personal relationship and someone, not just something, that has really changed her and her family. So turn it over to you, Teresa. Thank you. I just want to share about my story and our uh, and our family story and about how St. Blaise was instrumental in bringing about a healing and about, you know, bringing about a relationship um, and how he uses... He can use sacramentals, images, he can use gifts uh, to bring us closer to God. Um, so it was three years ago on February 2nd, and I was kind of feeling down, well, earlier, because I had been going through some physical and emotional healing from uh, near-death hemorrhage that was also related to a miscarriage and um, and a lot of trauma from that. And I had been, you know, having symptoms of anemia with chest pains and all this, all this sorts of stuff. And that day, um, I was reflecting a lot on a passage from Isaiah. Um, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. Um, and when you see the crocus, you know that the rains are coming. And so it's kind of a foreshadowing of what is to come, the hope that is to come. So after Israel's long hot summers, you can see that they're the earliest plants about to bloom. Um, it's, a, it's a sign of hope um, used in this passage. So I saw that on, on this day three years ago, I, I saw the small shoot and like even, um, I just felt so full of joy and just a kind of a feeling of spring, even though that sounds cliche, but it was, it was just a feeling of joy and hope and it was just a very vibrant image in my mind. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't remember if the groundhog saw its shadow that day, but I just remember just knowing that spring was coming. And just, um, so then I did receive the blessing earlier that morning when I was at Mass. So, you know, like, it's like, okay, cool, it's the St. Blaise blessing. And so I go up and get the blessing. Um, and that the words of the blessing are um what involves two candles crossed across your throat and it says saint blaze bishop and martyr may god deliver you from every disease of the throat and from every other illness in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit um so that's the blessing i got that morning and um, after mass my girls and i lit a special candle for a special intention and for new life 
um, so I have two older girls and we were praying to have another one um, it had been a, a, a long road and I was just you know and it wasn't and I felt a little bit selfish asking for it and like wasn't sure if this should be something I asked for but you know I asked for another one and I remember right after we lit the candle a kind priest came and like just greeted us and we had a good little discussion I just remember feeling like the presence of God and his love and just uh I guess a renewed hope that you know he was looking out for me and so I did feel this wholeness this uh, physical I guess freedom from all the symptoms I'd been feeling um my my chest pains left that day and you know my anemia didn't return um a few days later, we conceived our child, and we named her Felicity Blaze. We were so thrilled because we had been waiting for her, and we just um, we named her B with a B L A Z E to indicate, you know, the the blaze of the fire from the Candlemas, and also a double meaning with uh, Saint Blaze's name. Um, just like the happy, like the happy fire, Felicity Blaze. Saint Blaze was instrumental in my healing, and the new, and I felt for this new life, interceding for this new life, and he brought us so much joy. Um, so, and it just didn't end there. We kept returning, and you know, asking for his blessing during the pregnancy, and we had a good, healthy birth, and we had a beautiful baby, and then like during that year. During uh, Easter Vigil, they also have the candlelight procession, and I remember feeling a renewed joy with that fire as well. Um, like after letting a certain situation take away my joy, I just remember feeling there was an Easter message in the midst of all all the, I guess, the lights of those candles. Um, and I remember reflecting on this passage. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. St. Blade led us to a deeper understanding of joy with the purifying and enlightening blaze of the fire that is shared. As parents, we pass the light on to our child, Felicity Blaze, who will pass it on to her friends and all who know her, and she brings so much joy and light to our lives. Um, and I did want to like just talk about how you know, the saints are just there for us um, in our lives. They are, they are our friends, and they inspire and encourage us to be the best versions of ourselves. Um, just like when we hear children playing together, when they're in a wholesome friendship, we are reminded how their relationship, how that, that, that relationship they have with their friends makes them whole and full of joy. And you can just, you can hear that in a deeper way with children than sometimes with adults, but like with children, you can just, you can sense that joy, you can feel that joy in their friendship. And it's the same with the saints when we really let them into our lives, that we become a better version, the best versions of ourselves, and we do let that joy permeate through our lives. And they can use gifts from God, they can scold us, or they can com comfort us, and they can give us little like inside jokes, little images, little things, only if we were paying attention though. I think that's important, like sometimes we let things slip by us, but if we are truly paying attention, we can let those really permeate our lives. But they all bring us back to the source of all joy, 
our creator gratitude for the gifts of friendship leads us to God and asking our friends the saints for little consolations and favors is not selfish and doesn't detract from our personal relationship with Jesus but it enhances it in a special way it was neat to hear a little bit more about St. Blaise and how he was part of the Holy Helpers who healed many ailments during the Middle Ages. And um, we actually learned about that through a good priest friend who taught us, who's taught us so much about the saints and how um, they care for us, that they can also be our friends and spiritual advisors and be representatives of their care and concern. And they've helped us through prayers and counseling during ups and downs of life. Um, we do try to say novenas and celebrate St. Blaise's Feast Day every year. Um, so that's just kind of part of the ways we kind of like keep alive our special relationship with St. Blaise and just our gratitude for his intercession. Um, and like little images like candles that can remind us of our gifts and the light we have been purified with. So I have to ask a question real quick. You said now y'all every year celebrate St. Blaise's Feast and all that stuff. What was your relationship or, I guess, kind of understanding of St. Blaise before this, this miracle? We'll just say it that way. And how has that changed it? Not just like your relationship, but kind of your, I guess, understanding of what saints really are. How, how do you think that event was a specific catalyst in that changing of the relationship um yeah i think before i was just like oh yeah we i would go to mass and often get the saint blaze's blessing for many years we did i got saint blaze's blessing but i would often think of it oh it's for people who have sore throats and that's kind of like i was like okay cool this is a neat thing that we do but i didn't really dive too much into like the symbolisms of the candle and just like how just vibrant the tradition is in helping people from like every ailment not just not even just physical it's just a spiritual healing emotional healing it can be like over over your whole life and that the saint like the saints not there just to be like oh this is a cool tradition or something or just for a certain type of people it's for everyone it's for me and it's like not selfish of me to ask for favors from specific saints not just be like oh hey pray to god for me saints you know whatever but it's like a specific saint can be a part of my life yeah and i think um like you said i mean it, the blessing even as it's given is from every ailment of the throat and every other illness and uh, you know i think sometimes we're just like okay well i turn to this saint just in this need and then that's kind of it i sort of just put them to the side but if they're real people if they're real saints if they're real friends and intercessors then their prayers and their reality is pretty universal it's i guess much bigger than that and like you know like i said earlier we celebrate them especially blaze every year in the church and that invitation on the part of the church you know he's not it's like he's not outdone in generosity the fact that we give him that permission that openness we call upon him he has a greater ability now to to respond and to give give those gifts because you're sort of entering into the church's universal prayer as well to saint blaze so are besides the saint blaze are there other saints that are 
not just close to you and your family, but also that maybe you've seen, you know, in a special way, kind of this interaction, this this kind of power of intercession? For sure, and I feel like I'm more attuned to it now. Um, but I think, you know, St. Francis has been in my life a lot in just his spirituality, his simplicity, his faith. St. Therese and St. Catherine, they're both part of my name, so I got to learn a lot about them. And their spirituality really speaks to me. Um, and so, you know, they are part of uh, my intercessory prayers to um, just kind of watch over me. And I think sometimes I relate a lot with St. Therese. But I think I recently started having a little bit more of a friendship with St. Rose as well. Um, she was instrumental in a healing as well with my father-in-law and like who is now cancer free um and is regaining his eyesight and all these other things and it was uh father taylor who brought the request to saint rose as well so that was really cool yeah if y'all didn't get a chance to listen to my podcast episode on saint rose of lima i mentioned about the well i mentioned about people dropping their intentions into the well and i think i kind of referenced that story a little bit in that one yeah so that was one and then also just some sometimes i've had my own little like need for consolation and she's just i've very much felt her presence and just a very deep way and also with some healing um and just showing me some guidance so like I do, I do try to reflect more on my friendship with the saints and pay a little bit more attention on how, how they are showing me friendship and how they might use, you know, little signs to show me God's will. Um, so. Well, and one one more question, just as we do approach the feast of Saint Blaise, which, like you said, is very special for you, but it's, it is a special day in the church. I'm, I would say that most churches especially in the U.S., if not on St. Blaise's Feast, on the, the Sunday afterwards they're going to offer to anybody the St. Blaise Blessing, and I think most people are probably going to go up and get it. Why? Because we do those things, and we just don't know why we do them, but we do them, and we just go up and get them. So just do you have any maybe advice for people who just, like I said, they kind of they go through these things, maybe their relationship with the saints is a little mechanical, but they want to kind of break out of that, and they want to get more of a, a real life friendship and just how, how you think they can maybe transform that especially as we come up to presentation St. Blaise and stuff like that well I think there's times in our friendships with anybody and with the saints that we, we kind of have an ebb and flow and we sometimes it's like a long distance relationship where we might be not like connecting all the time or it might have become mechanical for a little bit or you know just kind of in the back of our minds but you know we, we always like strive to renew the friendship through connection and you know like you give your old friend a call that's kind of the same thing with the saints you're just going to give your friend a call even if it's been a while since you talked to them also just like getting I think getting myself out of the way is the big the big way to like establish friendships is get my ego out the way let them speak and connect with me when I'm not seeking them they're seeking me but I'm allowing that connection to happen 
Right, yeah. So, kind of like she says, um, as St. Blaise comes up, you know, know that St. Blaise is especially seeking seeking us as well. And so just be open to that. Be open to that possibility of friendship. Not the possibility, that possibility, that friendship that does exist. And, you know, I, th- I think so many times, you know, it's an interesting because sometimes people say, like, I'm not getting anything out of out of this or I'm not getting it. And we say, you know, yeah, well, I mean, it's not what you get. Sometimes it's what you give. But there are sometimes where I think we just got to sit back and, like you said, you know, not be selfish and just say, I want to receive and really make it an act of trust. Um, so I think that's, you know, maybe some good things for people to chew on. So thank you for what you shared, Teresa. Do you have any closing remarks, any last-minute thoughts? Or no, I just, I really... Uh I do like Father Taylor's book has some really good advice on connecting with the saints too. So if you haven't got a chance, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, just a little little extra little plug plug in there. Well, thank you again for for joining us and for sharing your story, Teresa. We very much appreciate that. Do you have an experience to share? Have you discovered a saint stalker? Has the spiritual life broken the barrier and transformed your everyday life? Or does heaven transform how you live on earth? We want to hear about it. Visit us at www.nolongerstranger.com or email me at frtreynolds at dioceselic.org. That's D-I-O-C-E-S-E-A-L-E-X dot O-R-G. And share your story and even join us on the show. God bless.